Welcome to Get Up In The Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. It's the penultimate week of Get Up In The Cool month. I saved up some extra special episodes in hopes that you'll be convinced to chip in and fund the show. This week's guest is former guest of the show and half of my favorite old-time duo, Tui, Libby Whitenauer. We recorded this at Clifftop in the Longpoint String Band tent, so once again, shout out and thank you to Longpoint. Get Up In The Cool is primarily funded by its listeners. Thank you to everyone who's supporting the show. I can't do it without you. It just takes too much time and money to do it by myself. It especially means a lot right now when things are getting a little tense in the old time community and I'm trying to figure out how to responsibly leverage my influence in the scene for good and people are criticizing me for it and in some cases threatening me. (laughs) I would absolutely be retreating right now if it weren't for the financial support of Get Up In The Cool's listeners. If you haven't signed up yet, go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool or follow the link in the show notes on your podcast app and choose a per episode support level that you can sustain. Small sustaining donations are much more helpful than large short-term donations and you'll of course get some exclusive bonus content for signing up. One more thing before we get started, if you're on Facebook, make sure to like and follow Get Up In The Cool's Facebook page. That's the best way to see the videos I post with each episode and the best way to share the show with new people. Don't go anywhere after the interview because I want to tell you how to keep up with this week's guest. Let's get started. Here's my interview and jam with Libby Whitenauer. Enjoy.
Sorry, I took your foot literally. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. What, Libby Weiner, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Welcome back. Mm. Yay. Uh, here. I first recorded you a couple of years, like three years ago, maybe. I don't know. Two, two maybe. Two, two. Maybe three. No, two, I think. Okay, two yeah, years whatever. ago at uh, Black Creek. Um, and it was my first time doing a live episode. I did two back to back, and I wanted to interview you again and do a better <laughs> job <laughs> a little bit. Um, so, welcome back. I might ask you some of the same questions, but you'll have different answers now cool. with your new yeah. perspective, and you have more things to share as well. Yeah. For instance, what did we just play? That was Green River, and it is an O.C. Helton tune. And he's from, he's a turkey filler from Asheville. And uh, actually, Marcus Martin, who's also from the same area, plays a very, like, plays pretty much the same tune just different version, which I think is, it's a cool thing. They're like, they're so similar, but yeah. also like the form is kind of wacko. Like the, yeah. I kind of feel like a cop out because the Marcus Martin version is um, way more complicated. Okay. Well, <laughs> but anyways, this yeah. is co complicated enough for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where did, where did you get it? Um, Ozzy Helton. But um, like. Like what, how did I acquire it? Yeah, who, where, where did you hear about Ozzy Helton? Um, Jake Blunt actually, um, I think he's the one who sent me a bunch of their recordings. Yeah, definitely. That's it was him who sent them to me. Jake also exposed me to that. Yeah. And sent me. Maybe they sent the same yeah. Google the Drive same, folder. Yep, I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shared with me um Pocahontas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Which we've <laughs> They're been so cool. we've been playing that too lately and it's like <sighs> so metal. Yeah. That's so it, metal. It absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, how long have you been playing with Jake then? Um, Jake and I have been playing. Actually, the festival that you that we first did our interview at, I think it was two years ago, was really the first time Jake and I jammed together, and we were like, "Oh, this is fun!" And so, <laughs> about a year ago now, we started our journey as a band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's Jake Blunt's my bandmate in a, a duo called Tui, which is spelled T-U-I. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Did, was your was your first gig in Australia? Yeah, did, that's great. Yeah, it was. It was pretty <laughs> wild, and it wasn't. It was mostly. It was his gig, and I was just like along for the ride, basically. Yeah, what, wasn't it like he was trying to get? Because he worked with Tatiana in the past. Yeah. And he was trying to get her, but she was busy. Yeah. So he asked you. Yeah. But then you two formed a new band. You weren't like. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah, because I mean, there was talk of. Yeah, it, it kind of just made more sense. We were like, this makes more sense for us to just be do our separate own thing. Yeah. And then Jake can do his, like, Jake Blunt thing. I'm so glad that was the decision yeah. that you made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it. I think it's for the for the better. It's good. Tui's named after... A New a Zealand bird. Great. Yeah, and actually, um, that was part of our trip. We so we so Jake got hired to do um, a tour in Australia, and then we went over for two weeks. And we were like, "Why not tag on another two and a half weeks in New Zealand?" Yeah. And so that was kind of our first experience, even really like hanging out a lot as friends. Yeah. Was like, yeah. like traveling together and like 
sleeping in the front seats of like a tiny little yeah. car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were learning how to drive on the other side of the road. Yeah, yeah. We, we felt attached to New Zealand in a certain way, so we went with a name of a bird that's over there. What is the, the bird like? It, it's like someone actually. Someone told me it's a pigeon, which I think is hilarious. I don't know if that's actually true. It's but just a pigeon? Well, that it's kind of like their pigeon. Someone's, I don't know if that's true, but right. I think that's really funny that we, like, Americans went over and we're like, ooh, this exotic bird. Yeah, and they're like, like, oh, these dumb little pigeons. <laughs> trash eaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's true, but that's what okay. someone told me. But um, they make a bunch of weird sounds and, like, these, like, a bunch of clicks and, like, screeches and whistles and stuff. And so it felt relevant yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and there's there's a banjo company actually that a man named Don Milnes runs over there the Tui Banjos so somebody else had the idea yeah. also which we didn't realize when we picked that name but Bail. that's okay Bail. <laughs> here we are yeah are you are you as big of a Lord of the Rings nerd as Jake is Jake is definitely on another level, Yeah. but I am a Lord of the Rings nerd he Great. just he has this amazing ability to recall facts in general and like quotes and stuff so he like really like has the whole world memorized yeah and i have immersed myself in it but i don't have like the recall for like yeah. lord of the rings nerdy facts that he does <laughs> like who begat who yeah like, yeah it's like exactly is his bible basically yeah and he's read like all the histories and stuff i haven't read that i've just read the trilogy yeah and the hobbit yeah but you you did get to go up on the mountain and play oh, yeah. Yeah, what's we, it called um, Didn't you play da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <gasps> you shouldn't sing that. You're going to get a copyright flag. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's fair use. Okay, if I critique it, then it's fair use. Yeah. I like that song. There you go. <laughs> That's good. Perfect. Uh, let's, let's play another tune, and then I want to ask you about growing up in Tennessee. Woo, cool. Please intro this next tune. Laughing River. Oh, great. So this next tune I wrote for my friend, our friend, Bach Bowie, who I think has been a frequent guest on your show. Um, yeah. So I don't really know why. Like, I think I just, it was Bach's birthday and I know that he likes B-flat tunes and yeah. I was like wanting to write a tune. I was like, hmm, I'll just write this little B-flat tune for Bach. And so this is called Laughing River, yeah. otherwise known as Bowie. Not buoy by two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four. Thank you. 
that's beautiful. Yay! That is deserving of, of Bach. <laughs> or Bach is deserving of it. Whatever. Both. Both they ways. deserve each other. They deserve each other. Yeah. That is so lovely. Oh, and so nice, because he's someone who's written so many tunes for other people, and he deserves yeah. tunes written for him. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks totally. for doing that for totally. our friend. Yeah. <laughs> Terrain is nice. Yeah. It's going to sound like a vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> so, you grew up in Tennessee. Mm hmm. Were you there your entire childhood? Um, I moved there when I was three. Okay. Yeah, I actually, this is like a, a weird thing. Like my parents moved to Florida actually um, from, North, or from Georgia. Uh, and then I was born and then they moved to Tennessee. So I was born in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. It's <laughs> <was> like <laughs> embarrassing. Sorry. Oh, no. No, I love Shout out to Orlando. <laughs> friends, old time friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've always wondered, because I knew you're from Tennessee, mm -hmm. but I never detected an accent. Mm, yeah. Because your parents, if they moved there, probably don't have Tennessee accents. My parents um, have pretty, like, deep, like, uh, Georgia, North Carolina accents, yeah. actually, like my whole family does, but I grew up with a weird sense of like, I didn't feel like I was necessarily part of the Southern culture, yeah. and I, I recognized from an early age that the people who didn't have accents were the people who were considered like, I guess, smart or like Interesting. on another level. And I so really, you're like coding to like yeah from a, like from a very young age I do remember thinking that and so I I don't have an accent which is actually really sad because my my whole family huh. does and I still definitely feel like an outsider to most of Southern culture which I think is why I've latched on to the musical part of it so much because it's like yeah. the only thing I feel like I can genuinely be a part of and without it being like forced somehow. I don't know. That's why. really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like um, it's like you learned all of the all of the like bad messages like that people know today. Like how like Northerners want to take the music and yeah. not yeah and and not accept the culture yeah and like you were like given that message from when you were learning how to talk right. We don't have to include this. Like, this is a very, like... No, I don't like, mind. sensitive thing, yeah. No, I okay, don't cool, mind. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, feel free to change your mind. Okay. Okay. When did, you, when did you start playing music? Was it violin? Yeah, I started playing when I was about four years old. And I did Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. You must have been on the text thread when I was asking fiddle and violin yeah. for yeah, my yeah, son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. Good. Were you the one who got ice cream after a good lesson, or was that Clara? That was Clara. Okay. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Because I started, yeah, I started doing that with my son. Oh, anyway, that's fun. Uh, did you like it? I did like it. I liked playing. Um, it. I also had a mom who, I appreciate this, but she was very adamant about not letting me quit and making me practice. You referred to her um, in the last hour as a stage mom. Oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. great. Now she's gonna hear this and be reminded of that all over again because she was totally 100% offended by that. So, oh no. hey mom. Okay, <laughs> hey, shout out. <laughs> okay, okay. 
So uh, she pushed you. Yeah. Yeah. She pushed me, and that's but because a good thing. you liked it. I don't know. I don't okay. particularly remember how I felt about it. To be honest, it was just like something that I did. Yeah. And I was honestly like pretty good at compared to like you know like like I excelled above most people that were my age essentially for like most of my childhood and yeah so it's like really that makes a kid want to keep doing something yeah which is a weird relationship to have with the instrument and as I've started exploring old time and bluegrass and all those other styles that hasn't been the reason I like doing it if that makes sense yes it's like it's really it's a genuine love for the music that I'm playing rather than being like this is a thing that I'm good at or like have always done so I'm right. gonna keep doing it it was more like this is a thing that means really means something to me motivations are so um, are so complicated and sometimes fraught for yeah. children yeah and yeah. then you have to learn later why yeah, and, yeah or secretly unpacking. hate music yeah yeah totally. <laughs> which I met people who yeah are brilliant and they don't want to play yeah, yeah it's true so I would I would imagine then then like getting into um, playing traditional music maybe maybe helped you find mm -hmm. something to or did you also because you you studied you got your masters in like classical violin yeah so maybe you do really like playing classical um, violin I have really conflicted feelings about it, and honestly, it's still pretty fresh because I just finished that program a year ago. What did you play? What do you mean? Like for your thesis or whatever it's called, or your final performance. I played um, a Copland violin and piano sonata. Uh -huh. I played an Izai unaccompanied sonata, and I played a Grieg sonata. I can't remember. It was like Isaiah six, and I can't remember which Greek one I played now. Yeah. But could you just like play one real quick? No, <laughs> absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> I because I remember following like all of your posts yeah. about it, and you're like, well, I hope this goes. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I always felt about that stuff. But yeah, I I started playing fiddle music when I was like a junior in college. In college. Yeah, and I did I did actually take fiddle lessons as a kid. But I was told to stop because By who? just people, just because it was like bad for my technique or whatever. It's by music people. Yeah, by music people. Shoot. And like, it just goes back to that like shame thing. I think I think people were really they just didn't see the purpose of me doing that because interesting they like it's like more honorable somehow to be a classical musician. But I'm not trying to like. Can I, can I curse? <laughs> yeah, swear all the cusses you want. I'm not trying to shit on classical music. Like, I definitely, it has, that's not what's happening right now. It's just like, I'm at a very fresh place of having just finished being in that world very yes. intensely for yeah. 20 years. Oh my God. And so I'm just kind of like processing what that, what that's been like. It's you like know? you left church or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, oh, man, crazy. Okay. So, uh, I guess, follow-up question, mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's all I'm doing here, um, but is, uh, you were discouraged from fiddling mm -hmm. as a child. Yes. Not by my parents. Yeah. Yeah. By people. How do you, do you wish that you had gotten started fiddling earlier, or, or are you pretty, like, do you like your story and how it's tur turned you into this musician? That you are now. I think 
that I would have had a very different musical voice if I had started earlier. Yes. And I don't know whether that would be better or I don't know how that would be like if I would like it better or worse than I do now. I just know it would have been different. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine with where I am right now. I mean, I'm fine with where you are. Not, <laughs> not that that I'm matters. Not saying, yeah. I'm not like, and I sound great. That's all yeah, I mean. yeah. I'm just like, I'm happy with the trajectory that yeah. I'm going and the sound I have ended up pursuing, if that makes sense, rather than like, I think I would have Absolutely. been playing a lot more bluegrass or something if I sure. had, because that was really, that's really popular in the area that I grew up in. It's not, there's not as much like trad music happening. Yeah. And I am so into the like, history and like culture behind old time that that's just as compelling to me as the music is yeah um and so i'm glad that that's where i've kind of ended up is what i'm trying to say yeah good yeah i'm glad <laughs> yeah let's play another tune and then i want to ask okay. you about starting to play as a junior okay I get we're switching around these should we do the wife and baby maybe next sure. or do you want to do cook house joe oh you're right Oh, you know what? Wife and Baby would be good because that has like, I actually like would like to talk about that. Great. Great. Yeah, let's do that first. All right, let me get to it. Thank you. 
Where's yeah. that tune from? Um, song from? It's called My Wife and Baby Run Away. And it comes from a man named Austin Harmon. And um, I am really interested in him and his family, uh, the Harmon family, because they were recorded in Maribel, which is the town that I grew up in. And they, it's kind of like a complex story. Um, so I will keep it brief. But basically, like, they were living in um, an area called Cades Cove, which is now in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And before the park was formed, there were lots of people living in the area that's now the park, basically. <laughs> and um, obviously, they don't live there anymore. Yeah. And so a lot of communities were displaced mm. to surrounding towns. And that means like a lot of, I guess, tradition and like sharing among communities, I think was also broken up in a way that's like affected the tradition in that area. Yeah. And so they were displaced to Maryville. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of folks from Cades Cove in that area moved to Maryville. Yeah. And then they were recorded there in the 30s. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's like a hometown yeah. thing. And I've recently come across some ballads um, from a bunch of, like hundreds of ballads from other people that were recorded on paper. There aren't like yeah. audio recordings, unfortunately, of people in Maryville. And it's really exciting. Like I'm, it's a research project that I'm really excited to look into. Yeah. Because a lot of what I've discovered um, my dad was a city planner in Maribel, so I have some like weird knowledge about that area. But a lot of the people that were recorded um, singing lived in basically the slums of Maribel, which don't exist anymore. Like they were torn down and green belts were put in yeah. um, in the 70s, which is like a big thing, I guess, probably happened all across the country. But I think it's a really interesting window into like, yeah, like the relationship between um, like folkways and tradition sharing and also gentrification because yeah, like a shoot. lot of the people that were recorded lived in those neighborhoods and a lot of them were displaced when the park was formed into those places and then displaced again and yeah. um, I'm, I'm interested to like learn more about those people and those songs. Yeah, I hope you do. Yeah, so that's that comes from uh, one of those families. Um... Sorry, I'm recovering because I'm a little sad yeah. from that song and <laughs> yeah, that yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, okay, all together. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to fall back uh, on uh, junior year. Mm -hmm. You started fiddling again. Yeah. Uh, why? Who um, got you into that? Or did you seek someone out? How did it happen? I, like, basically was really homesick for most of the time I was in school because I was in Chicago. And um, I'm like the first person in my family to not live like in Georgia, North Carolina, or Florida basically, or Tennessee. So like yeah. I was very far from home and I was feeling really homesick the whole time I was in school. And then by the time I was a junior, I was just like, I have to do something about this. And so I started playing fiddle music and it sort of stumbled on old time at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Yeah, shout um, out. Yeah, with my friend Jess McIntosh. She was Aww. my first fiddle teacher. Yeah, and she really, she really. She was your first fiddle teacher. Yeah, I mean, that's <sighs> not true. There was a woman in Tennessee that I mentioned. Well, yes. Sarah Burkle, but she, she was my first. Yeah, yeah. She was my first fiddle teacher in Chicago. Great. Um, 
and had a really big, big impact on me. And then I also took some lessons with um, a man named Matt Brown and my friend yeah. Patrick, whose name I last name I can't pronounce. It's like Albury or something. He's Swedish, so it's like a it's spelled okay. different. I think it's Patrick Alberg, but that's definitely not how it's supposed to be pronounced. That's yeah, just there's how some it's extra spelled. vowels in there or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, just took lessons and got like obsessive about like I would come home from school and like put my practice mute on and just like break down YouTube videos and recordings every night. That was like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I would do. And then go to bed and wake up and go to orchestra rehearsal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a fun time. Was it, was it taking up space when you like should have been, pra should have been practicing classical music yeah. or? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, yeah. Totally. Of <laughs> course. Yeah. But I was very happy to have that space occupied because it was like something that felt really expressive to me in a new way. It was just like a new thing. It was like, it's like learning a new instrument. So yeah. it was exciting. Yeah. I started playing banjo in, in college. That is one element of why I ended up dropping my, my double major and, and not majoring in piano performance. Yeah. So I was just too busy playing banjo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, if the thing is, is like that stuff is so demanding that if it's not the thing that you feel like you need to do to be happy, then it's really like almost not worth it. It's gotta, it's gotta check a lot of boxes for you. Yeah, and that's how I feel about a music career in general. It's like yeah. if that's what, if that's not what you need to do, don't. Then yeah, yeah like then like don't like I mean like play music. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't need to be your whole life. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, but protect the music. Yeah. And sometimes that means not counting on it for money. Yeah, right. Because, yeah. like, the thing is, is, like, you're going to be, even when people, like, put hours into playing being these, like, classical careers and auditioning for orchestras, I have friends who fly to a different city every weekend to take an orchestra audition. And, like, if you don't feel like you need to play in an orchestra, yeah. then that's just not, yeah, that's kind of what I arrived at. I was like, I'm not willing to put in. Yeah that work because yeah. that's not what I need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm glad. I feel like I'm, I feel right like I'm putting out this. like a negative energy in this, but I'm not, it's not supposed to be that way. No, I think it's pretty nuanced. Okay. I think okay. it makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. It seems like you have respect for these people who are yeah. jumping through a lot of hoops to play classical yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. And also great. realize that not, that's not what yeah. you want to do. And I like, if someone gives me a, if someone's like, do you want to play this gig? I'm stoked about that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not pursuing an, like an orchestral career yeah. at this point. We have a couple left. Should we do this cookhouse, Joe? Yeah. Um, All right, cookhouse uh, Joe. This is, this is, um, I think this is the jam that totally converted me to old time music. Oh. At Clifftop six years ago. Whoa. Uh, we played this tune. Cool. Yeah, and um, Luke Chohani, um, in in the part that's like uh, slightly crooked, mm -hmm. I believe, mm -hmm. or maybe he's in the other part. I don't know. There was one part where he was playing all of these um, uh, really. Um, I think he would probably maybe describe it as like. Uh, egregious yeah. chord choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could... And it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. we played it for a long time. And so this tune has a really special place. Yay, and me too. it's on 
your album. Yes. Pretty Little Mister. Yeah. By Tui, which we'll talk about okay. maybe after this. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. One tune left. Cool. Um, singing birds. Hmm. Do, do you have anything to say about this tune? Um, about singing birds? Yeah. Not really. I just like. It. Great. Me too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've learned it from a Burl Hammond's yeah. recording. Yeah. Perfect. Succinct. Cool. Okay. But what we should talk about before we play it? Sure. Where do people go to uh, follow you and all the things that you do? And Ooh. how do people? give you money yeah and why um so if you want to give me money yes. <laughs> my mm -hmm. venmo is no, <laughs> <laughs> um uh i have a website libbywhitenour.com not spelling is in the title yes. of the episode yes and i wouldn't say that I, it's super updated but it exists great um i also have a facebook page but i would prefer that people do is check out tui um, right now, or Jenny's Kitchen, honestly, either yeah. one. <laughs> um, and 
uh, Tui is my duo, and we just made an album called Pretty Little Mister. It's available on all the all the streaming places, and our Facebook is Tui. Uh -oh. Duo music. It's Tui Duo music. That's our it? Facebook. I'm pretty sure is it? it is. If okay. it's not, I think it's Tui music. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But I have it. It will be linked okay, in it'll the be show linked. notes. Yeah. So that's our Facebook. Go check it out. We we post pretty regularly and keep people updated on gigs. And then we, we have a website which I built from Wix.com, <laughs> 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 but it's TuiBand.com. I'm very pleased with myself for making it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a good website. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, those are the Multi those are the things. Website builder, fiddler, yeah. singer. Yeah. 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 And then Jenny's Kitchen has a Facebook page too, and we're we're like. Kind of active, but yeah, not really. Kind of, but no. Thank you so much for yeah. giving a little bit of your of your Wednesday at Clifftop. Happy Clifftop! Yeah. Happy Clifftop, everyone. Yeah. Let me get to uh, this um, wacko team.
I put links to Libby's projects in the show notes. Make sure to check out Tui's website at tuiband.com to buy their album, which is absolutely breathtaking, by the way, and check out their tour dates. They've got some shows coming up in the Northeast. And like and follow Tui and Ginny's Kitchen on Facebook. Also linked in the show notes is patreon.com slash getupinthecool, the best way to support the show, especially during Get Up In The Cool month. Remember, the show needs small, sustaining donations, so if you enjoy this show and can afford it, please chip in. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.